most holy night, night of the greatest of all miracles. In the infant Christ, all the fullness of the Godhead dwells bodily. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There are three miracles set before us this night. We hear of two. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. The first of those miracles is that a virgin conceives. After hundreds of years of prophecy, God's promise comes true. The second miracle is that which is conceived in her womb, that which is born and laid into a manger, is Emmanuel, God with us. God and man in one person. And the third miracle set before us this night is that which our Lord himself gives us. Whoever feeds on my flesh, he says, and drinks my blood has eternal life. Three miracles connected together by his flesh. A virgin conceives God in human flesh in her womb. A virgin gives birth to God in human flesh and lays him into a manger. And God in human flesh gives his flesh that we might partake of it and live forever. No wonder the angels could not contain themselves. For no sooner did the one announce the birth of our Savior Jesus than all the others burst onto the scene, singing and shouting glory to God in the highest. A heavenly host, we are told, which might conjure up in your mind a lot of angels carrying trays of cookies and Christmas punch. But heavenly host would be better translated as multitudinous army. Because this is, from heaven's perspective, an invasion. An invasion by which the king shall come and snatch the rain from that unholy spirit, Satan, and take the rain for himself by crushing the serpent's head once and for all. Tonight, we lift up our voices with those same angels and sing of God in the flesh who comes to conquer Satan. The shepherds were terrified by these ancient UFOs. They were told, be not afraid. Whether that worked or not, we don't know. They were in the hills, watching their flocks by night. Bethlehem, not far from Jerusalem, not far from the temple, meant that the lambs that they tended would be destined to be sacrificed at the temple in Jerusalem. The angels tell them that a savior is born and this will be the sign. You will find him wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. How is it that the shepherds know exactly where to go unless they knew where that manger was? To the manger the shepherds go, and there they see the shepherd of all shepherds, the shepherd king. 
born amongst the sacrificial lambs, they also see the lamb of all lambs, the lamb of God, whom God himself will set forth as a propitiation, whom God himself will sacrifice, shedding his blood for the atonement of the sins of the world, yours and mine included. And so tonight, we run with those shepherds to see what God in human flesh has done in being born, and we see what he will do when his flesh is nailed to the tree. Joseph and Mary were there with Jesus. One wonders if there had been no room for them in the inn or anywhere else because of the shameful implications. A virgin giving birth? Who believes in miracles? This is the first century, after all. Either Mary or both of them had been unchaste, or so it seemed. And yet we know the truth. Both were innocent. And yet both had to bear the false guilt, the false shame, bearing reproach for the one who had come to bear reproach for us. With Joseph and Mary, then, tonight we hold vigil, vigil over God in human flesh. We gladly bear what reproach we must for his name because we know that he has come to bear our very real, very just reproach and shame. With Mary, we ponder. With Joseph, we believe. Most holy night, night of the greatest of all miracles, the Alpha and the Omega is enfleshed in our flesh. In him, heaven and earth are one. In him, time and eternity are one. It can be no other way. And thus, this night, our church has become that stable. Angels invisible are gathered all around us, the scriptures promise. A shepherd proclaims the birth of Christ. And all we like sheep who have gone astray are led to the manger, to the altar. We have glimpsed the first of the miracles, the virgin who conceives. The second of the miracles, that the one born on Christmas morn is Emmanuel, God and man, God with us. And here we glimpse a foreshowing of the third. Into the feeding trough before the lambs he places himself, that all we like sheep have gone astray might come to the manger, to the altar, upon which Christ himself is lying. And we bring to our minds those words that he himself has spoke. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Here we find him. Here he gives himself as holy food that we might taste and become unblemished 
as he is. He gives himself to give us eternal life. Indeed, as we will hear his own words, take eat, this is my body, take drink, this is my blood, we partake of his flesh and blood, and in so doing, we receive not mere flesh and blood, but that which is impregnated with divinity. And so we become partakers of the divine nature, as St. Peter himself teaches. What joy there is in putting Christ back into Christmas. But there is equal, if not greater, joy in putting Mass, Holy Communion, back into Christ's Mass. For that is the true name. And the third great miracle that we celebrate this night. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.